Welcome back to the Locked On Pirates podcast, everybody. My name, of course, is Ethan Smith, your host who does the most. Hope you all are having a phenomenal August 2nd. And the Pirates finally did something during the trade deadline, trading Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton to the St. Louis Cardinals for Johan Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez. We're going to break down that trade today as well as looking at some highlights of Oviedo and Nunez and getting some insight from Locked On Cardinals host J.D. Hafron as well as we have baseball going on tonight with the Pittsburgh Pirates playing the Milwaukee Brewers starting a three-game series in PNC Park. The Brewers were also pretty busy at the trade deadline as well, so we'll get into that and more on today's episode of Locked On Pirates. Today's episode is brought to you by Bilt Bar, and I will also be featured on the Trade Deadline show on Locked On MLB Network later today. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I am your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. We're going to have a fun episode today. It's going to include video. It's going to include a guest appearance and a bunch of other things. So with that said, guys, let's get into today's episode. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to today's August 2nd episode of Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. Hope you all are having a phenomenal Tuesday as I am Late last night, the Pittsburgh Pirates made the deal that I expected them to make, trading Jose Quintana, not exactly to the team that I expected him to make it to, but Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton were sent to the St. Louis Cardinals for pitcher Johan Oviedo and third baseman, but likely to be first baseman and DH, Malcolm Nunez. And this deal, I like it a lot. We're just going to go ahead and go right up front. I like this deal a ton. I think it was a very good deal for a guy that you were getting rid of anyway at the trade deadline. You get the Cardinals' number 10 overall prospect. You get a pitcher in Johan Oviedo who has already seen MLB time and recently got his first win this year. So, again, the whole point of signing these guys to one-year deals, you know, is to eventually offload them for prospects and talent. The Pirates have made it an emphasis to want to add pitchers to this lineup, and they did so with this trade. Uh, Johan Oviedo, really like his stuff, really good fastball. We're going to get into some video of him here shortly, but J.D. Hafron of the Locked On Cardinals podcast has some things to say about the new guys joining the Pittsburgh Pirates. Johan Oviedo. 24 years old, probably most famous for his dubious streak of going winless in his first 19 starts of his big league career. He's a big boy. He's 6'5", 6'6", 245 pounds, made his major league debut back in 2020 when he was rushed up to the big leagues due to injuries. And we knew he had good stuff, but really struggled with his command then and last year. But things were better for him this year. His walks were down and he had found himself a, a nice little niche, a little spot in the bullpen there and was doing well this season. The Cardinals also sent to the Pirates their number 10 overall prospect in Cuban third baseman Malcolm Nunez. He's 21 years old, right-handed hitter, 5'11", 205 pounds, has a ton of power uh, so far this season, 17 home runs, 66 RBIs in 85 games at AA Springfield. 
The big club has a guy you might have heard of, Nolan Arenado, down there at third base. And if something happens to him, they've got another Nolan named Nolan Gorman, who can also man the uh, hot corner. So Nunez was kind of in a bad spot position-wise. He could be moved to first base at some point, but most scouts don't really like his athleticism all that much. So first base or a DH is his likely landing spot one day if he were to make it up to the major leagues. And that is, of course, from J.D. Haffron, the new host of the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Had some great things to say about Johan Oviedo and Malcolm Nunez. Of course, as he mentioned, one of Oviedo's big things was that he did not have a big league win uh, through his first 18 starts. So that was kind of a shaky thing. But also, uh, love what Oviedo brings to the table. The guy has a ridiculous fastball, which you can really enjoy. Um, he also has a ton of stuff that he is working on right now. He throws the slider nine times out of 10. Um, the slider and his fastball are his two big pitches. And you really like what you see from the guy so far, mainly because he's worked on that stuff. And so far this year, a 3.2 ERA, a 1.3 whip and 26 strikeouts. He's a career four six five guy, but again, only 23 years old. Uh, 24 years old. Sorry, he was born in the same year as me. He just has an earlier birthday. Uh, but he's been coming out of the bullpen for St. Louis. Uh, I think you guys probably remember seeing him a little bit uh, earlier this year when we played the Cardinals, and we've seen him a couple of times. Uh, he's only started once. He has 13 appearances of his 14 out of the bullpen, so that's what we're going to be expecting from Oviedo. And let's take a look at Johan Oviedo real quick as I'm going to add this to the stream. Real quick, I'll be on this side, and we're going to play some highlights of Johan Oviedo right here for you. And again, these are not my highlights. These are from MLB. So you see already that the guy has some firepower, and there's that wonderful slider. Uh, you also see right there that Frank Swindell, that fastball, tops out about 97, 98 miles per hour. The fastball and the slider are his two go-to pitches. He throws them about 47% of the time. Uh, out of his pitches. He also has a changeup and I believe a sinker. But as you see, that slider that he has and he possesses is absolutely phenomenal. See so strikes out G-Man Choi. And the cool thing about his slider is his slider usually tops out around 85, 86. But right now it's top. I mean, he could get it down to 83, 82. So the guy definitely has some power behind his pitches. As you see that 87 mile per hour slider right there, if you're on YouTube, and he also has a curveball as well. He has a curveball, a slider, a changeup, and a fastball, uh, no sinker. But he definitely knows how to strike guys out when he is in the game, as you see him in action here against the Brewers. And the guy can do it, like, do his thing, man. He really can. Um, it just depends on if he can get hot or not. He loves to paint the corners. Uh, he loves to use that curveball and slider as his strikeout pitch. But nine times out of ten, he's going to go to the fastball and the slider. He's a fastball slider guy. He loves to throw the slider outside to righties, the slider inside to lefties. He loves to paint the corner outside on the fastball with the speed that he has with that fastball. So I really like this pickup of Johan Oviedo as we continue to look as he strikes out a lot of guys here. Uh, these are most of his highlights from this year, I believe. Um, but again, uh, Johan Oviedo, I think he'll start in the bullpen at first, but he does have starter potential, which is where I think the Pirates are sought here in picking him up is because they see that he has the potential to like 
get into the rotation at some point as we'll uh, exit out of this real quick. Um, but I do like what I see from him. I am absolutely enjoying what I'm seeing from uh, what the highlights I've seen so far. And then we'll get a little bit into Malcolm Nunez here shortly, but I want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the wonderful people over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. And if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate, that's right, Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and your family. It will be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered with 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. They are so good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something to taste good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or you just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar and grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off of your order when you invest in the best protein bars on the market. Malcolm Nunez, another guy who has done a phenomenal thing so far for the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, You really like what you see from him. Uh, A lot of power out of Malcolm Nunez, who we look at, a 55 power tool, as I uh, tweeted out last night. You can go find that tweet on Twitter at Locked on Pirates. Uh, 21 years old, 5'11", 205. He was drafted as a third baseman in the, uh, uh, or he was signed as a third baseman in 2018. He has a 45 hit tool, 55 power tool, 20 or 30 run tool, 55 arm, 45 fielding, and he's a 45 overall prospect. He was the number 10 prospect in the St. Louis Cardinals uh, prospect pool. I think he'll probably sit more in the 14 to 20 range for the Pittsburgh Pirates just because the farm system is loaded right now. Um, He does have a very, very good bat to ball skill and he only strikes out about 20% of the time, which you really, really like to see. I love guys who don't strike out. Uh, Like a lot of you probably uh, no, I'm a very big component of guys who get to the plate, put the bat on the ball, and do good things. They are, as um, MLB.com says, he seems to be destined for a first base DH role or even left field where the arm could be of use, and he'll have to hit to be valuable at any of those spots. So the Pirates could do a lot of different things with Malcolm Nunez. They could either put him in the outfield, in the corner outfield spots. They could put him at first base or DH to platoon potentially with a Michael Chavis or a Mason Martin, whoever's up here next year. I'm expecting him to be up here next year. I know a lot of people were kind of worried about 
would he come up next year or 2024? Either way, I think the bat is going to play well. As you heard JD talk earlier, he's absolutely raking at double A Springfield. I feel like he'll slot right into double A Altoona and play well. So let's go ahead and go look at some stats for him. Uh, of course, these are going to be from a while ago from Baseball America, but we're going to pull those up here in just a moment. Of course, YouTube with its wonderful ad features. Uh, you guys just love hearing about ads, don't you? You love the ads here at Locked On Pirates, but you really like what you see from Malcolm Nunez, and this is where we'll get into it right here. These are from a while ago. Uh, these are Baseball America's highlights, but you can see the guy. Uh, this is when he was 17, so he's had about four years of experience now. Uh, Cuban product, third baseman. Dude has an awesome swing, by the way, as we're going to skip a little bit and go to this angle, which I really enjoy the Baseball America pulls up. Uh, you can see that really swift swing that he has, the power that he can develop as he puts this one over the wall. He really drives that foot really well. He sticks it very well also. So you have to enjoy what you see from Malcolm Nunez. Of course, he is a project. He's only 21 years old. I really would like to see him play first base just because I think that there is still potential in the corner outfield spots with a guy like Matt Frazier. Uh, you have Matt Gorski, Travis Swaggerty, uh, Connor Scott, those guys that are all going to be in the corner outfield spots. But I'm really excited for Nunez. As you see, again, he loves to use that left field as his primary spot to hit the baseball as a power righty. Um, and, you know, with experience, I think he'll be fine. Uh, I think that a lot of what he uh, struggles with, of course, is that opposite field power. But, I mean, you skip around in this video, as this is from Baseball America again as well, I mean, the guy can take it to center field, but he prefers to put it over that left field wall, which you see he's doing a very good job at. He also fields the ball very well. Also, you see the arm that he possesses. Of course, the Pirates already have their future third baseman, so he will, again, likely slot away from this position. But really good power on uh, right there from the third base spot. But as J.D. mentioned earlier, the Cardinals just did not have any room for him. You had Nolan Gorman. You have Jordan – uh, or you have uh, – Forget Frazier's last name. Yeah, I think it was Jordan Frazier over there in St. Louis, as well as Nolan Arenado. Of course, the Pirates have Key Brian Hayes, so no likelihood that he'll probably play third base here for the Pittsburgh Pirates, but that is what you like to see here from what we get. And this is where I'll slot back in. As the, I like the return. I mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I really like the return that the Pirates got here uh, for Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton. Chris Stratton obviously was not going to have many suitors, so I like including him in this deal. Would I have liked to get another prospect for including Chris Stratton in this deal? Yes, I would have, but... You enjoy what you see. Uh, of course, if you're on YouTube, you just saw the highlights. I'll actually link them uh, to the YouTube later to, uh, when this comes out. But that's the deal. Maybe the Pirates make another one later today. Of course, the trade deadline is still a ways away. On this calendar day, I believe it's not until 6 o'clock. But make sure you check, uh, check out the MLB, uh, the Locked on MLB Network. I can't talk today, guys. I'm sorry. So much excitement about prospects and something finally happening. But make sure you check out the Locked on MLB trade deadline show. Of course, I will be on there. Jeff Carr of Locked on Reds and a bunch of other people will be involved. I'm sure Stacey Gotsoulias over at Locked on Yankees will be involved. You have uh, J uh, Jason Burke of Locked on A's who will also be involved. So it's going to be a very fun time. But 
there is baseball today. This will be a shorter episode, just so you guys know. No more ads today, which is also very good. But the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Milwaukee Brewers, two teams that made deals yesterday. Of course, the Pirates deal uh, was not as major as the Brewers deal. As the Brewers sent Josh Hader to the San Diego Padres, which that deal was insane as they bring back Taylor Rogers and a plethora of other people. But the Brewers, even after making that deal, sitting at 57 and 45, do lead the NL Central still. So they traded Josh Hader, but still have a three-game cushion on the St. Louis Cardinals in the NL Central. Of course, the Pirates, after the events of this past week where they did not win a game, and the Cubs and Reds gained some ground. The Pirates are in last at 40 and 62. It will be Corbin Burns and Bryce Wilson on the mound tonight. I believe the third game is when the Pirates were supposed to start Jose Quintana. So that'll be very interesting to see what they decide to do there. Uh, Ruanzi Contreras, I'm expecting him to hopefully be back soon. I don't think he'll start Wednesday. Um, but of course, you get Brandon Woodruff and Zach Thompson tomorrow and Eric Lauer against Unknown. The Pirates have struggled against the Brewers this year. They struggled against the Brewers and the Cardinals. There's no doubting that at all. Josh Hader being gone, though, I don't know how much it affects what the Brewers are really trying to do. Devin Williams was already kind of slotting into that closer role. Josh Hader was getting hit around a little bit more than uh, usual. Really, all I want to see from this Pirates team is just a semblance of offense. They ended the month of July on a seven-game losing streak and only scored more than five runs once over those seven games. They lost to uh, the Marlins 6-5, to Cubs 3-2, to the Cubs 4-2, to the Phillies 8-7, to which we remember that game last Thursday where they were down and out for the count and came back and almost won. But that's going to continue to be the issue is the Pirates pitching right now has actually been very good. It's been solid for the most part. The offense has just been so stagnant that Mitch Keller, JT Brubaker, Zach Thompson, and even Jose Quintana were giving the Pirates five or six good innings, but they can only pitch for so long. The bullpen can only pitch well for so long while the offense stands pat and doesn't do anything. A lot of that falls on Brian Reynolds, who is now back from his paternity leave. Congratulations uh, on your uh, child with your wonderful wife, Brian. Very exciting news. But what I want to start seeing from this team is we look at the lineup yesterday, and or uh, Sunday, sorry. I forgot we were off yesterday. Um, Kevin Newman is batting two eighty nine. If we're talking right this moment, Kevin Newman is the best hitter on this roster at this current moment. Brian Reynolds, he's going to come around. He's going to do Brian Reynolds things. I'm not worried about that. Cal Mitchell has come around a little bit after being in AAA. But again, the injury to key Brian Hayes is also worrisome because at this point, you can't afford to be losing these guys that are producing offensively. And even Key Bryan has struggled. But again, we know why he was signed to that extension. He was not signed to the extension to hit. Ben Gamble has been pretty good at the plate lately. O'Neill Cruz, every once in a while, has had a good game. 
I want to see the month of August as we start. This is the first game in the month of August. Just hit the baseball well. That's all I'm asking. Now, this isn't the series to do it. I'm going to be honest. You're facing Eric Lauer, Brandon Woodruff, and Corbin Burns. You're facing their top three guys. This isn't the series to do it. If the Pirates struggle offensively in this series, so fucking be it. Excuse my language. I should not have said that. Sorry. But I'm very passionate about this. I want to see this offense do well. I want to see this offense do things that win them games. Because at this point, with what we've seen from the Cubs, with what we've seen from the Reds, who are definitely going to probably sell more today, the Pirates should not be a last-place baseball team right now. But they have struggled as of late hitting the baseball, and how do you win games? You hit the baseball and you score runs, and the Pirates are not doing it. Pitching well will only get you so far. Ask Milwaukee. Milwaukee makes the playoffs every single year on the back of their pitching, but the offense usually struggles. So this isn't a recipe for winning. That's why I say and have said, get Van Meter and Sutsugo out of this lineup and get some fresh faces in there. Get Bly Madris in there. I get it. He's batting 212. But would I rather see Bly Madris bat 212 or Yoshi Sutsugo bat 171? I think you know my answer based off of the past couple days. At the end of the day, this is the series that the Pirates, I think, you're moving into a new month. You had a day off. You lost every game in a calendar week. At this point, go into this series saying that you have nothing to lose because you don't. (laughs) You're 40 and 62 at this point. You have absolutely nothing to lose at this point. Go into the series, hit the baseball, give your pitcher some run support, and make things happen. That's what the keys to victory are. I really am very confident now that Zach Thompson. JT Brubaker and Bryce, or not Bryce Wilson, and Mitch Keller are going to get four or five decent innings. That is not something I thought I would say in August at this point in the year. I really didn't think I would be able to say that. But I really think the pitching staff has been and will continue to be the strong suit of the team. The offense just got to give them some, uh, like some run support, dude. They just have to. And until that happens, who knows when the Pirates win a game again. I'm predicting the Pirates do win uh, one of these games, though. Uh, I think Brandon Woodruff will be the one that they win. The middle game with Zach Thompson, Eric Lauer, a lefty arm against a lefty rota- uh, le- a heavy, a heavy lefty lineup is not something that I'm excited to see. So I think the Brewers win two out of three here and maintain pace in the NL Central even after trading Josh Hader. Of course, the trade deadline show, as I mentioned, will be tonight around 5 Eastern time, we will be on that show. So come check us out. We're going to have a really good time, talk trade deadline stuff. Maybe we get the Soto deal that everybody's hoping for. Maybe we get some other big deals like Wilson Contreras, Tyler Malley, Brandon Drury, and a bunch of other stuff that could still be on the table for the trade deadline. I mean, who thought Chris Stratton would get traded? I did, but didn't think he would get traded to St. Louis. So as a recap for today's show, Jose Quintana and Chris Stratton are headed to St. Louis. The Pirates have Johan Oviedo and 
Malcolm Nunez. Of course, the Brewers and the Pirates kick off their series tonight at PNC Park. 7.05 start as usual on Tuesday night. With that said, guys, I am your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. Thank you for making me your first listen, but make sure you go check out Paul Francis Sullivan of Locked on MLB as he's covering everything that's going around on the trade deadline right now. Make sure you call him solely, though. And guys, my name is Ethan Smith. I am your host who does the most, and I will see you on the flip side.